Welcome to another episode of Coal Region Campfire. We have another fun episode in store this week. Again, can't thank you guys enough. Uh, definitely the word is spread. You may remember him from the Skook State of Mind video, which uh, overtook School County a couple years ago. But we had a chance to uh, sit down with him. I think you'll find him really interesting, and I think you'll find the whole thing of how everything came about with the video uh, really interesting. So take a listen. I guess I want to start with... Because the Skook, uh, you know, the Skook video was, I mean, it took, it took uh, the school county by, by storm. So I actually, probably the easiest way to, to start this is, I remember I was at Roma Pizza and a friend of mine was like, hey, you got to check out this, this video. Someone texted it to him and it was you in yeah. front, it was you at a, at a campfire, I think, I guess you were at a bush party or something. Yeah. So we watched it and, you know, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So how? How did this whole thing start, really? I mean, let, let's just start there. Well, uh, my first, right out of high school, uh, I actually went to, to Shippensburg. And uh, while I was at Shippensburg, you know, I just developed this interest in, in just, like, making music. Mm-hmm. And I don't know really where it came from. I mean, when I was in high school, uh, me and a couple of buddies would always get together and just mess around with it. But, you know, I never really saw it as something that I would... Uh, really do and i guess you know leaving home and leaving all my friends i kind of struggled to fit in at ship so so what i did was just kind of turn to music and and come back after my classes and i'd write and i'd make beats and just do whatever i could and it 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 just like steamrolled for me into this whole thing and you know i went through the fall and the spring semester and you know just searching for ideas and um, I guess it was just more of a home being homesick and, um, you know, being up at school for a while and just kind of missing just like the certain things about Schuylkill County that, you know, uh, made it, made it such a great place to grow up. And, uh, you know, one of these days I'm just, I'm, I'm in the back of my algebra class and, uh, you know, not interested in, in what's going on. And I'm just penning down like lyrics about home and I get back to the dorm and it's just like, you know, Empire State of Mind by Jay-Z is a song that, you know, had been playing on my iPod and I'm just like, oh, this is a perfect idea. And, you know, my, my first thought was, oh, this has definitely been done before. And, you know, I looked, looked online and actually nobody had ever really done like a, a remix. There were a lot of different remixes for a lot of different cities to Empire right. State of Mind. Nobody had ever done like a Schuylkill County type of thing and for that beat. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work on this and, you know, it eventually became Scoop State of Mind. Now, did you, because, I mean, you, you rap about everything in, in the video, like Tony's Lunch up in Gerardville. Like, were those places that you went, or was that something like you were doing some research, someone was telling you about it, like, oh, you got to throw that in? How did that, like, how did, is that just all from the top of your head, or is it a little bit of kind of searching the internet, talking to people, and seeing what, what kind of really clicks? Yeah, the, the song came naturally. Um in the original version that I just literally did on a webcam and I posted it on Facebook. Yeah. That's um, one I saw initially. Yeah. That that's all natural lyrics. And there, there might've been a lot of stuff in like, not a lot, but maybe a couple references in there that people didn't get just cause well, you have to remember when I'm doing this for the first time, you know, I have an idea that maybe it'll reach a larger audience, but there's a lot of inside jokes in there as well. At least in the original version where I was just like, okay, my, my, my blue mountain, you know, group of friends is going to get this, but no, really. I mean, with Tony's lunch, like we had been going up there, me and me and my buddy, Steve Smith with his dad for years. 
Um, it was one of my favorite things to do on a Friday night uh, after the week's done of school since, you know, ninth or 10th grade, just, just make the trip up to Gerardville to go get a screamer. Um, you know, sometimes we do it after the big diamond races and stuff like that. But yeah, most of the original lyrics, that was, that was just, I wasn't like, you know, I, I've been pretty familiar with all the, all those places now, you know, later on when it became, you know, an actual music video and an actual production and everything, I, I did talk to some people about like, okay, maybe we could do this or that. Um, specifically people who really, really enjoyed like the first version. And I tried to make a couple, but I didn't really change much between the two. I mean, there was a couple lines that changed. Right. Um, but for the most part, um, that's just stuff that, you know, that came from me growing up in Schuylkill County and just being part of it. Now, when you first released the one on your webcam, I mean, how many, like, did that just spread like wildfire on Facebook and, or was it just kind of texting between people and that kind of stuff? Like, did it get a lot of views that, that initial one? Yeah, not, I mean, at first I had been posting just little rap videos, maybe once a week okay. uh, from my dorm room. My roommate actually moved out and he made it re very easy. Uh, he actually dropped out of school in the uh, spring semester. So I was kind of by myself in the dorm. So it made it easy to just post videos all the time. And I had a feeling that this one, like I said, would reach a larger audience. So I called one of my better, my better buddies, JT Hablet, And uh, I said to him, like, I have a feeling that this one, I had just posted it. And I said, you know, I got some homework to do and I'm, I'm going to be going to bed here shortly. It was pretty late at night. But I said, I said, I have a feeling that this one's going to, um, be pretty fun and I, I think i'm gonna get a good reaction i mean i woke up for for class that morning i i had like 500 shares on oh it. my I mean, god <laughs> I, I couldn't my, i couldn't even open the facebook app at that point i think i had like a like a really old like iphone 4 back then or something and i'm trying to open my facebook app and it just keeps crashing so i go on my laptop and i just couldn't believe like the people that were sharing it i didn't know them i didn't recognize names i didn't know who um these people were even and it was like it was so weird for me because all the people that usually commented or liked on my stuff i i knew them from somewhere right so this is the first time that really like wow like these are people noticing me that that i had never even met so, it's pretty neat like uh yeah. you know i i do videos you know I, I work as a tv editor but you know i do like little web videos and you know it just to see it I, i've never had anything as as big as yours but just to have it people share and stuff like that i mean it is a, it is a high definitely when you wake up to that and you're like oh man this is pretty neat now, right. how did it get to, so, so you, you do this and then what was, how did you come up with the idea to like, let's make this an actual music video? Right. So, you know, I'm 18 years old at this time. And like I said, waking up in the morning and you get that reaction and, you know, the next couple of days, um, it, it just, it just took off and this was right around spring break. Okay. So I had planned, I actually had a spring break trip planned to go down to Florida and, you know, I wasn't liking how things were going at Shippensburg. So I was actually considering going to Full Sail because um, I had liked their music production and I wanted to learn more about it. So I had this big spring break trip plan to go down to Orlando and visit Full Sail University. And I had had that plan for a while. So it just it really distracted me big time when I look back at it when uh, when this whole thing took off, because, you know, you have people constantly, you know, contacting you saying, either they like it or, you know, can you appear at this thing or can you do this interview or can you, you know, like the most valuable contact that I got was, I guess the answer to your question, which was uh, a video director who was going to, he was in his senior year at DeSales 
university at the time named Ryan Spence, and he was a Blue Mountain alum, uh, about four or five years older than me. I'm class of 2013 at Blue Mountain. I believe he was 2006 or seven, and um, he was uh, he was he was finishing up his film degree there, and he reached out to me and he was like, listen, we have a whole film crew. We can do this. Like we want to do this for our final project type of deal. And, you know, I, I'm immediately thinking, okay, you know, price is involved. Right. Cause I had been thinking, I, you know, the more and more I watched the webcam video, I was like, okay, th- you know, this is something that I would love to get a visual on because it's so, um, it's so set up with all the, places that are mentioned to, to do a visual absolutely so you know different people had been contacting me but you know ryan was really the one that stood out because you know it really came down to it he said we, we want to do this for a school project and this is going to be free like we're not going to this isn't going to cost anything and you know that that shocked me because i was like most of the you know i had even re- reached out myself to a couple uh couple of videographers and directors and stuff and you know the price for a music video isn't cheap so yeah and, and the ones. way you guys did it i mean that's top notch i mean you're looking at if you had to pay someone probably 10 grand i mean by the time you you know equipment rental yeah editors and everything i mean it, it really i i actually i think i i messaged him on facebook after it came out because i mean it, it it's done really impressively right so you guys yeah, this is something that yeah, go ahead. So you you guys start production. How long did it take you guys to film the whole thing? Well, I went down to Florida, and you know, it had kind of been a little bit of a setback because, like, as soon as he messaged me, I'm like, "Oh, I'm on the way to Florida. Like, I wish I could get this done now." But how about next weekend? He's like, "Yeah, that's fine." You know, they only had a limited amount of time because this sure. is all rented equipment from the sales and stuff. So we we shot this video in uh, at the end of March, and it must have been three days total i mean maybe two and a half okay uh and it was bad weather at the end of march um we we didn't have the best lighting i remember the whole time he was uh kind of upset about the lighting but uh we didn't really get much sun over those couple days we had some bad weather um but it really turned out great and like i said maybe two and a half days they handled everything else i mean the editing of it guy named brian kissig was the editor he was also at the sales at the time they, they did all the post-production and uh, all I had to do was show up, invite people to come, you know, when we had the sheet, that was just through a Facebook post, like, hey, anybody who wants to be in the music video, show up at sheets. Like, I was inviting everybody, so um, all the scenes that we had with other people in them, that was through me, but they did everything else. I mean, it was just so much, uh, so much that they did after the fact that we actually shot it. Now, what about, uh, like, like that scene where... Uh... You're at the, was it Kegs and Cases? Was that like a real police officer? <laughs> no, uh, my buddy had a cop car, a uh, Crown Vic, through through high school, and it was always like a funny thing because, you know, he just so like, it's always actually, wanted it's to It's actually be a- outfitted as, it's, it looks like a cop car or like it's an old cop car? <laughs> yeah, it's a, he got it from an auction. Oh. Um, <laughs> it was an old cop car, yeah, and uh, he loved that thing. And it was perfect because, like, you know, we had that line and, he, he was he was hesitant at first because he was like very good kid like always you know he actually had you know he wanted to be he was a firefighter at the time he wanted to be a cop and uh he was like nervous about it and i'm like like me and ryan had to talk him into it because you know he's not even supposed to really have the light bar on uh, there's a bunch of different stuff yeah uh, yeah we dressed up full nine yards and, and uh you know we were at kegs and cases it was a sunday so they were closed it was actually one of our older it was one of the old kegs that we had from a party that was empty. And, uh, 
yeah, we, we made it look pretty cool. And then you went up to uh, like Centralia. Was that guy just there in Centralia, or <laughs> the guy, the guy that's drinking the beer? Yeah, that guy with, with the with the beard. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, we just went. We went up there. Uh, that was one of our actual. Uh, that was one of our first destinations. And you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, that's not in Schuylkill County," but I felt like it was a. Uh, even though it wasn't directly mentioned in the song in the lyrics, um, I felt like it was a good place to shoot. I mean, if there's any good place oh, to, yeah. you know get a good clip regardless of if it's in Schuylkill County or not so yeah we went up there and, and people are you know as usual just up there hanging out and walking along the road and here comes this guy with his family and I didn't I was just gonna walk right past him we were actually more concerned about there was these guys riding ATVs and stuff and we wanted that and uh <laughs> Ryan being the director that he was he's like yeah I see a chance for a shot here he walks up to the guy we just started talking to him um he calls his name I wish I remembered but um couple of years down the road later on um i bumped into him again and i barely recognized him but we talked again i forget his name but uh yeah he uh he was cool he was he was cool to be in the video and uh that was uh one of the more uh funny uh, scenes that we had in there actually i found out i, I interviewed nick schlitzer last week and uh I asked him about being in your video and i and i found out that that that's a it's a body double for nick schlitzer at the, at the basketball court huh well well that's See, a lot of people get that one confused. That's Dylan Maymont. That okay. is the one in the, in the video. Um, Nick Nick is in the song, right? But he is he is not in the video. Okay. Um, I believe at that point he was he was already playing overseas or something. Um, so we couldn't really get him in the video. But yeah, um, Dylan Maymont was coming off a very very impressive. I was always into into the the Schuylkill League basketball and all that, and. Um, Monoway, those couple of years, um, they had really something going. You know, they beat Pottsville in Martal for the Schuylkill League Championship. And just the way the way I was back then, uh, and then the way that team was carrying themselves, I kind of, like, identified with, um, you know, taking down Pottsville as, like, a Blue Mountain kid and everything. Sure. So I, I had reached out to Dylan, and um, he was really cool about it. He's like, yo, we're going to meet up at one of the old courts I used to play on in Monoway City. And, you know, we're going to get these shots. And, yeah, that was that was Dylan Maymod, the line. That's a uh, smile to them haters like Maymod and Mark Tall. So I figured I had to have I had to have Dylan Maymod in there. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. So it, it comes out, you, you put the video out. I mean, I think last time I checked, it was like 100,000 views, right, on YouTube? Uh, last, right now, it's, it's about a little over 200,000. Oh, wow, okay. And how many plays did it get in, like, do you remember, like, how many plays it got in those first, like, couple days? Yeah, I believe, oh, man, um, the, the first probably week of April, which was when it was its biggest back in 2014, I think we had something like 50,000 in the first week. So wow. most of the, yeah, I mean, it, it, it absolutely took off. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember seeing it. I mean, everybody knew about it. I mean, everybody's sharing it, sending it to each other. I mean, I actually just showed. I worked down in Philly, and I actually just showed a guy at work. His family's from around here, and he was he just he went nuts over it. He, he loved it, and he sent it to his brother-in-law. So, I, I, it's funny. Like sometimes I'll just watch it. I, I, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, just the whole rhythm of it, just the video. I mean, I think I think it's awesome. So I really can't thank you, man. Can't praise you enough for it. Now, did it open up so any I, doors I, for I, you? I, like the, the whole video? I mean, I mean, it's like a calling card for yourself. I mean, has it opened up? Like, I mean, did any producers reach out to you or anything like that after it was released? Yeah, so I got to work with a guy who um, was running a studio over in St. Clair okay. called uh, Thorium Productions. 
and his name was Paul Chapal. He was great in this whole thing. Um, originally, I had just contacted Thorium in St. Clair because I wanted to record Scoop State of Mind in an, you know, in an actual studio instead of just in front of my webcam. So I was blown away at the way the way Paul engineered that. And then um, we did a couple songs after that, and he helped me work on one of the first projects I put out, which um, was called One Wish to Be Young. That was towards the end of August of 2014. So I did continue to make music after Scoop State of Mind. Uh-huh. And as far as, as far as doors opening up, um, one of the cooler ones um, that actually happened was T one o two. RC reached out to me about doing an interview. Oh, cool. uh, Shortly after the song, yeah, shortly after the song came out, and we did the interview. And you know, kind of afterwards, I was just like, "Hey, like, you have anything going on like around the radio station? Like, I'm big, I'm big into sports. Like, I know you guys do a lot of sports coverage and." I just asked him if he had anything, you know, for me to do, you know, for the upcoming football season or whatever. And, you know, that September, which was about six months after the interview, I was uh, just working uh, <laughs> in the station, just getting like local scores from around. The oh, region. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually I did a couple of games for Pottsville on the sideline this year to fill in for Charlie. So. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you. Cool. I, I, you, you're the guy in the. I listened to you on Friday. You'd be the guy in the studio taking in the scores, right? Yeah, that's what I did. Uh, my first year, my first year, I just started out getting gathering all the scores and sending them to Joe, who was uh, doing the halftime show. Then the following year, they let me go on the halftime show. And then um, when you know, I'd fill in for Larry O'Rourke every now and then when they were doing games. I'd be a sideline reporter. And then in 2016. Um, I took over as the sideline reporter for the FM. I did games with Sean and Larry uh, after Chuck Kutz left. And then this year, um, after Sean left, I was doing games with Chaz Hepler and uh, John Powers on the FM. So, I mean, I guess that's one of those doors where I look back and I'm like, you know, if not, if not for that interview with RC, I would have never had, you know, I, I call it an internship. It's been more of a part-time job, but it's been about three years now that I've been, you know, working with them. So that's, that's been huge. Yeah, I mean, it, it it goes to show that you you just have to like create stuff, and then and then doors will open. You know, you, you hear people say, "Oh, I have a a song idea or a movie idea," and they don't do anything with it. Well, you actually have to produce it, and actually, to to ideas are you know a dime or dozen. So, you know, kudos right. to you for actually going forward with it and actually making something out of out of nothing, really. Mm-hmm. So, what do you uh, you're up you're at Penn State now? Yeah, right now, um, actually, it was the first day of class for spring semester um, in my junior year of college. Um, like I said, came out at, came out of ship and everything, and things didn't really work out there. Um, I wasn't really interested. I was in a business major, and <laughs> the more and more I found out about myself, that wasn't that wasn't my passion. So, ended up uh, taking a year off after my first year of college at Shippensburg, and just trying the music thing out. You know, I was working just little jobs on the side, and just really getting in the studio a lot, writing a lot, you know, just trying to see if this was something that was going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And I came to the conclusion that, you know, it was, it was either all or nothing. So I was going to put all my resources into music and just forget about everything else. Or I was just going to keep doing, you know, music as a hobby. And then just the rest of my stuff. I, I love sports. I love journalism. Right. I'm really into media. 
And I wasn't willing to say, okay, I want to stop chasing that stuff just because of music. I, I always wanted to have both. So I realized that if I wanted to do music, you know, I was going to have to put a lot more time into it. But the nice thing about it is the, the way I view it now is every time, every now and then I have a, like a good idea for a song and it can just come to me and I can just go and record it and do whatever I want with it. And I can still go to college and pursue a degree on the side. Like that's kind of how I have it figured out now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a how, smart approach. It's a very smart approach. Right. And what's your major now? Right now I'm in broadcast journalism. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm up here. Uh, I do some things with like student radio, student TV. Um, just a lot, of, a lot of fun. There are a lot of really cool stuff up here uh, out at Innovation Park, which is our College of Communications headquarters. Right. All the studios we had. It's just, it's been awesome. I did my first two years down at Penn State Berks. Okay. And we had like a campus magazine, but that was about it. Now I'm fully into all the stuff. I just moved up here in August to finish off my degree. And, and you, I'm fully into all this stuff, and it's really neat. And you did a, I saw on your Twitter page, you did like a, a remix for a, a, a Saquon Barkley song, and it got, it got, they showcased it on Fox. Is that, is that right? Yeah. So, like I mentioned before, uh, my big thing is to take um, an idea of a community and try, you know, try to make a song that as much people as possible can relate to. Yeah. Um, because the songs that I was just making for myself, talking about my own life or doing whatever, like they wouldn't get as much. Yeah. No offense, but not uh, many people yeah. could. Re- yeah, they don't care. I mean, I hate. <laughs> they they just exactly. like exactly. And you, right. You can get you. I mean, there's plenty of artists that do that, and they you know, they're successful, but me, I'm like, I don't know what it is about me. I'm just like, I can't wait on something. Like it has to be something that gets received well right away. Or like I get down on myself. It's just something that I've always dealt with, but yeah, yeah I, so I, I could feel your pain there. Like I said, I, 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 I write stuff. And yeah, if you don't have that immediate satisfaction, you you start doubting yourself and you're like, eh, even if it's with, with this podcast, it's like, do people like this? I don't know. You know, you get, it's a very insecure to be, to be a creator of, of content. Exactly. And that's always something that I struggled with. Like, I think it was the, at the fall of Scoop State of Mind because, you know, that was the, the really the first thing I put out. Like I said, I'd been putting out little stuff, but, you know, I put that out and the way it got received, I think it always kind of set my attitude as like, okay, if I don't, you know, do as good or better than that, then what's the point of doing this? Right. So when, when the whole thing, the whole idea really came from, okay, you know, it's round two. Round one, I made a song about my hometown growing up. Now I'm moving up to state college. The, the the buzz surrounding the football team during last summer was just insane. I was like, people are so fired up after the Big Ten championship, you know, with Saquon Barkley back and all this talent. I said, you know, there needs to be a song that like Penn State community can relate to. And we did it. And oh, man, it was I, I think that it, I had more fun. Um with like receiving the reaction of that. And I, then I even did scoop state of mind. Now, did did he reach like, out to you, Saquon Barkley? Yeah. So, um, about two days later, he, he, he messaged me on Twitter. He's like, you know, that's really cool. And then, um, I got a chance to go up with T one Oh two with Chaz and uh, Ed Benishunas to media day Okay. for Penn state at the beginning of August where all the players kind of come out in Beaver stadium and they talk to the media so that was my first time talking to him in person. And, you know, we talked about the song, did a little interview with him and everything. And, you know, he was, he's a real humble guy. I mean, this guy is 
super humble. Like he, he loved the song. Most of the other running backs on the team, um, they were like really excited that it was me. They couldn't believe that I was the one who made it. Like here's this media guy coming in, you know, this microphone, but he's also a rapper. Like they were blown away. But yeah, Saquon was, he was great about it. He was a very, very humble guy. And some of the other running backs, like, we're kind of like embarrassing him by making such a big deal about it, but it was, it was funny in the end. It was a good time. That's awesome. Now, I, I mean, like I said, I remember being at a wedding when this, when, when Skook State of Mind came out and like you sang at a wedding that I was at. I mean, what was the, what was the height of your, I mean, we're like girls throwing themselves. It was almost like you were like the Beatles of uh, School <laughs> County at the time. I mean, I hope, hopefully you were able to, <laughs> to enjoy the spoils well, of that. Funny. Yeah. Um, I've been with my girlfriend now for three and a half years. And one of the funniest stories that I'll have for the rest of my life, because hopefully, I mean, we like each other enough where hopefully we'll right. stay together for a long time. But one of the funniest stories I'll ever have to tell is that um, a week after Scoop State of Mind comes out, I'm doing my first show at the Fractal Elks Lodge. Um, they had invited me to, to do a show with some other, some other bands that were playing there. And uh, I, I of course said yes. And, you know, immediately began promoting this on my social media. And like, you know, this is the first appearance for me. Like nobody really knows who I am yet. Besides the, the people like I'm talking about, like the crowd up North. Right. I mean, I'm Southern Google County. So this is really a chance to get, you know, to the real like coal region people up North that really like the song. And uh, I go up there and I'm doing my show at the Frackville Elks. I'm giving out CDs. I'm, you know, people are, I was just having so much fun. Like it was, Kind of like a uh, my first night of really feeling like I was like a local celebrity. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, she, she was at the show and, you know, asked me for a picture and, you know, I gave her a CD. And then at the time, the guy who was like bodyguarding for me up there <laughs> was like, oh, I know that girl. He's like, I saw you looking at her like that was he's like, you weren't looking at her like you looked at all the other girls. And I was like, yeah, you know, she's pretty after the show, like. <laughs> we go hang out and it's like three and a half years later, I'm still with her. So wow, that's one of like the, yeah, that's one of the funniest stories. Um, like when people ask up here, especially that don't know, you know, Schuylkill County or anything, some of the new friends we made, you know, they're always like, how'd you meet? And it, it's like not an easy story to tell. It's just like one of these where it's like, yeah, I made this song. She came to the show, but it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Who, who would have knew the Frackful Elks were like such a environment for uh, <laughs> Cupid there, huh? Yeah, it's funny because after that, after that show, you know, it was great. I mean, a lot of people came out, and um, at that time, I don't know, you probably remember, uh, Mikey Allen was he was struck by a boulder. Uh, that that six year old child. Oh right, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Sure. Yeah, so that was like right around the same time that all this was going on, and I realized that you know I had all these people coming to shows. I had like three consecutive weekends booked. I was going to be able to make some money and not just off of, you know, the show itself, but like people just donating. So I'm like, okay, I need to do something. Cause I just felt so bad that there was such an unfortunate situation and there, they had this whole fundraiser going and their family was like, you know, reaching out, asking the community for help. And I was like, you know, this is something that I could pitch into. So yeah, like at the Elks, I, like I had donation buckets and then the next weekend we did the DLP and Deer Lake. I had donation buckets Next weekend we did Goodfellas and Possible, and overall we, you know, raised a pretty good amount of money. And it was so, I guess you asked me before, one of the like most great moments that I ever had because of Scoop State of Mind was when I was able to take all this money from these donation buckets that we raised over the past three weeks. And keep in mind, 
their family knew Snoop's state of mind, but they had no idea. Like I wasn't, I was only doing this at the shows. I wasn't like announcing it on social media. Right. So when I was able to take the money and they did this benefit over at Rita's and Possible, and I was able to take this and just give it to his mom and she just broke down in tears and she recognized me from the video, but she, we had never met before. And it was just like, uh, it's awesome. so good to do that. Cause I, you know, I know I could have kept that money and I know I could have probably done more, like invested it more in the studio, but I just felt like, Oh no, you, know, you did the right was, thing. That pays itself. It was dividends. almost a perfect match of like, here's something that the community is rallying around versus entertainment. You know, that's, that's profitable in a sense. And I felt like I needed to do something. So that was amazing to just hand that money over. And she was just totally in tears about it. Oh, that's it was, awesome. It was totally awesome. That's a great story. Yeah. So where do you see yourself? You, you have what, two more years of school? Well, uh, I guess this is, this is my second semester of my junior year. So just one more year and then I'm done. What's uh, what's your plan after you graduate? <laughs> I wish I had one. <laughs> you you want to stay in sports journalism? I would, yeah, I would like to get a job um, in in some kind of sports media. You know, a lot of I don't really have much of a concentration. What, basically, what you learn when you're up here is you got to be able to do everything. Um, whether it's play by play, whether it's television news, radio news, editing, um, production, board op, like you got to learn it all. Yeah. And, um, so I've been, I, I just, I just want to work in sports, I guess. Um, uh, but then there's always that piece of me that like, if I, if I'm able to do something one day where, you know, I'm able to make a song or something or, or do something musically. Yeah. I mean, that's know, always that, there though. You could always do it on the side, you know, but that's, that's again, the battle that I face right now. And one of the questions I always ask myself is, you know, will anything that I do on the creative side of it, um, you know, I already have the Scoop State of Mind. I have Saquon Barkley. I did like a Little League song for uh, the Redland Little League that was big a couple of years ago. So, like, if, if I continue to do stuff like this, you know, will it ever will it ever allow people in like the professional job market to take me less seriously as an employee? Right. Because I've already faced that sometimes where it's like, you know, oh, here comes this guy from the media. Like he's, he's interviewing players, but he's also a rapper who made a song about a player. Like sometimes people view that and they're like, that doesn't make sense. Right. Like these people in the media are supposed to be like these professionals and that's all they do. And that, you know, they're, they're very clean cut. Like they do everything the right way. And it's like, I always wondered if that will ever, like, what, where's, where does the line draw in the sand? I, I think people are getting away from that. I mean, you look at, like, I mean, those old-time sports reporters, I mean, it almost doesn't exist anymore. I mean, you look at, like, Barstool Sports. I mean, they're right. kind of redefining the way sports are covered, and it's okay to kind of align your allegiance and say, like, yeah, I'm a Penn State homer, you know what I mean? But I'm going to give you my insight on it. So I, I see what you're saying, absolutely, but... I think it's I think it's a, definitely an asset to do what you do. I mean, it shows that you're creative and that you're a go-getter. I mean, I'd, I'd take someone like you over someone who's just a buttoned-up sports reporter, my personal opinion. Right, yeah. And the conclusion that I'm drawing from it is, with the way society's going now, I think, you know, if anything, what, I, what I've been able to do over the past couple of years musically, like we talked about, has opened up more doors than it ever would have if I just decided not to do it because I didn't want to leave like a bad impression on my professional character. Right. So 
it, it's helped more. I mean, the things that I've gotten to do with both State of Mind and this, this new Saquon Barkley song that I made over the summer, you know, it, it's been awesome. Like, I've actually been able to make more connections oh, than absolutely. I ever would have. So it's, it's great. Like, there's a guy up here, PJ Mullen, who is a Penn State marketing um, athletics employee. He does marketing for football and basketball and a bunch of other different Penn State sports. And I walk into class my first day of the fall semester, and he's my instructor for oh, awesome. my radio reporting class. And, you know, we just start having a conversation. He's like, you're the guy who made the song. I control the music in Beaver Stadium. And I was like, oh, so he's like, I want to play the song in the stadium. He's like, is that cool with you? I said, it's absolutely cool. <laughs> Let me think about the it. Yeah. The, semester, yeah. the rest of the semester, we're just talking and talking and having these conversations. And, you know, it, it might open up the door for me for like an internship this summer because oh, he's, absolutely. he's an employee for Penn State. So there's just been a lot of more connections that I've been able to make. So, I mean, that thought's always in the back of my head. Like, what if, what if one day something, you know, is not received well or someone doesn't think that it's professional? But then the other hand of me just says, you know, it's going to make connections one day that, that mm-hmm. might open a big door for me. Like the whole Fox thing that you mentioned. Yeah. They played my song on one of their pregame shows. I reached out to their producer who asked me permission to play it. And I sent him my resume and I just said, hey, if anything ever opens up at Fox that you know of internship-wise or, or any positions, let me know. And he's like, absolutely, I'll get your resume in the hands of some people. So I, I think it's more benefit than, yeah. than anything. When we get off, I'll, I'll, send you, I'll, I'll give you my email. My buddy works for Fox down south too, so... I could pass your I could pass your resume along. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, the other thing too is I don't. You're not writing music that's like vulgar. You know what I mean? It's kind of feel good stuff, like well, nostalgic. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the Saquon Barkley song, absolutely, 100. percent That's that's cool. But it, like, if you really listen to Scoop State of Mind, there are some parts. Yeah, how, yeah. Like, you know, and my and my parents got on me about that, and that's a conversation that's you know that's a bridge that we've already been that's already been crossed by me many times. But um, I think you know when people think Scoop State of Mind, they don't think like, no. oh, that's a dirty song. It, it no, might no, 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 they don't. That's that suggestive, but people, right. if anything, like you know, I lived in New York for six years. You know, I worked out in Philly. When people ask me where I'm from, like a lot of times I'll, I'll say Yingling. And then the other thing is I'll just send them that video <laughs> and just be like, this kind of explains it all. Yeah. If, if you want to figure out, you know, where yeah, I'm from. Cool. Well, <laughs> that's cool. I think that's all I have, man. It's, uh, that's pretty cool, man. Hopefully, uh, it sounds like everything's going well for you. Hopefully it continues that way too. Yeah. Right now I would just say, um, just focusing on school, but I, I did put something on Twitter the other day that, uh, I want to do like an NFL draft remix with the Saquon song because right now, I mean, you know, the song came out. I wasn't able to make any money off it basically because, you know, he's a college athlete. And there's no profit. Right. You know, everything is NCAA. So um, now that he's signed by Jay-Z's Rock Nation, oh, which is right. a yes. sports management company, but they're also music because they're owned by Jay-Z. Uh, like people, people are saying that's like the perfect triangle. You make the Scoop State of Mind song to the Jay Z beat, you know. You make the Saquon Barkley song a couple years later. Now he he's going to the draft and he gets signed by Jay Z. It's like uh, yeah, that is pretty neat. Uh, huh? <laughs> I didn't think about it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's my next step. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some time writing a draft remix because some of the lines in the original song um, are kind of out of date. Um, they were they were more meant for going into the season and the goals that. You know, Penn State might have came a little short on, whether it be, you know, national championship, playoff, whatever you want to call it. 
But now that he, I just want to do more of a song where it's like he's going to the NFL and see what happens, you know, see what happens if, if maybe Rock Nation will, will get behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, how long does it take you to write a, a song? Like, like Skook State of Mind, how long did that take you? That, that, out of all songs, came extremely natural. That one took maybe three days. Saquon Barkley took seven months to write. Wow, okay. <laughs> now, actually, before I forget, the, you know Heather Dinich? She's a ESPN reporter. Yeah, I have heard I heard of her, and I've, I've watched her a couple times, but not until recently, uh, when me and John Powers were having a conversation, did I realize that she's from the area. Yeah, she's a Potsdam girl. I went to high school with her. Yeah, she's and she I think she's yeah, our no, number I, one college reporter now. Yeah, I've, I've watched her and I've I've seen her stuff on ESPN.com and everything, and never did it strike me that she was from the area until yeah. I'm riding I'm riding to a game, a high school game with John Powers, and he brings it up and we start talking about it. I'm like, I had no idea. That's that's awesome. Those high school games are fun. Like I said, I, I did two games this year for Pottsville. It is a lot of fun just being in the area and going someplace oh, on Friday it. night. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I drove back here. I drove back from school two, two and a half hours every Friday night just to do it. I oh, mean, wow. I, I can't thank Taz enough for what he's done. He was one of the, I guess, RC was the first one. He was the second one who, who really came up to me and was like, hey, like, I know you're doing the stuff upstairs with the scores and you're doing all that. But he's like, I really want to get you out, out and start broadcasting stuff. And, you know, whether it be basketball or football. And he's just been a great mentor to me, Chaz has, for the past couple of years. As, as well awesome. as John Fitzpatrick and John and everybody at T102 has just been awesome. That's awesome, man. Well, that's all I have, man. Appreciate it, man. I really just turned out to be a great interview. Thanks for listening, guys. Again, spread the word. Like us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. And just tell everyone you know and everyone you don't know about us. And we will see you next week.